Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. So today I wanted to bring on one of our Team Whole Nothing Back coaches, Nina, because she has a minor in psychology. She works with a lot of our clients that struggle with binge eating or just like a poor relationship with their body. And I figured it would be a really good topic to bring up just how to actually foster a mindset that will help you reach your goals. Because, you know, obviously hiring a coach, we're going to give you the tools that you need to achieve those goals, you know, getting better energy, improving digestion, getting the dream body that you want. But it's really up to you to actually achieve those things and actually complete the tasks that we're giving you. So with that being said, I, I figured a really good start to this podcast would be to just for you to introduce yourself, you know, where you've been and how you got to where you are now. Okay. Well, hi. So like you mentioned, I do have a minor in psych, but like you said, working with our clients, I tend to work with clients that have, you know, a poor relationship with food or with their body and kind of need that extra mental push. And the reason I've been so passionate about it is just because I, like you said, come from a background where I've been through it. So we can kind of just dive right into that. So for myself, you know, particular to getting into the gym and lifting and building the body I want, I started out in the gym, I don't know, 2019, 2018. And I found that, you know, I hated going to the gym because I was doing it to almost punish myself in a way because I hated my body. And I thought if I forced myself to work out and I went into the gym and I did all these things I didn't want to do and I was like, oh, I have to go to the gym. Oh, you know, I, I have to eat better. I thought that that would, you know, give me the body I wanted. And so I was in this vicious cycle of just absolutely self-sabotaging. And I know we're going to go on and like define that, but I basically would you know, dread every time I went to the gym and dread making this life change, even though I was so miserable because I was viewing what I was doing as something that I had to do. And what I ended up doing, you know, there were a lot of steps along the way, but a big mental shift was realizing that I couldn't hate myself into a body I love. And instead of viewing the gym and a lifestyle change as something I had to do, I started viewing it as something I was able to do and something that I was lucky to be able to do. And something that goes along with that, and I know you've heard of it and I could rant about it for hours, but there's a psychologist called Carol Dweck and she had this theory on mindset and the idea of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And just a little background. So she did a study where she looked at children. I don't remember the exact ages, but she looked at kids and what she was, she was giving them a puzzle. You know, it started out really easy and it was a puzzle that all of these kids could do. They could do it super easily. They could get it done. Great. And then they would progress to like a harder puzzle. So they'd go ahead and they'd do this harder puzzle and it would just keep progressing until it was a puzzle that they couldn't do, you know, something that an adult would do. And the kids with a growth mindset would choose to do that harder puzzle, even if it meant they were going to fail because they found enjoyment in being challenged. They viewed that failure as something that was going to push them forward. It was exciting. It was something that they were able to work through. Whereas kids with a fixed mindset viewed that failure and not being able to complete the puzzle as you know something negative. They thought it took away from their own worth. And what they would end up doing is they would choose the easier puzzle every time. Time and time again, they would never choose the one they couldn't complete because they would rather get that validation and that excitement in doing something they knew they could do. 
And so application wise, you know, everybody is either growth or fixed mindset. And it's really like sitting down and figuring out which one you are. But I took a look at myself. And when I found out about this theory, I was like, oh my God, I've been in a fixed mindset my entire life. And I have just been picking the you know easier things and viewing failure as this determinant of my self-worth and what I'm capable of doing. And in the process, that just set me back so, so far. And a big thing too with mindset, and I think this is something we all kind of preach with our clients, is the body follows the mind. And so when you're stuck in this negative mindset or you're in this mindset where you're afraid to try because you're afraid to fail, you're going to fail every single time. And your body's not going to follow through. And you know that dream body or that healed version of yourself that you think you're going to become, you're never going to reach it if you're, you know, holding yourself back. And again, that like self sabotage, you know, really just not allowing yourself to stumble a little bit and not having that that mindset again. That you know that growth mindset where you're like, I can fail and I can fail again and again and again because eventually I'm going to succeed. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my rant on Carol Dweck. I mean, I could go into it so much more, but I think that's like the basis of what really makes a difference in, you know, propelling your body and like your healing and your just yourself forward in life. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. So I think with clients, I see sometimes when we get on sales calls with our clients, like potential clients, and they're like, oh, I'm just, I'm stuck this way, or I've been this way forever. Like I have IBS, I have anxiety when they claim these things, it's kind of like in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is going to be someone that's decently hard to work with because the first step is just breaking them out of that. This is just who I am and I can't fix it. Because when you're you're stuck in the mindset, like you said, it's it's really hard to to get out of it and just to recognize that you can change. Or even just like, you know, I, I can't take this out of my diet because I'm I'm addicted to sugar. I can't take it out of my diet. You know, those people, you're never gonna see progress because you don't understand that you can change. And yeah, they don't really lean into the the idea that we can help them change. So I think that the growth versus fixed mindset is really important. What examples have you seen with clients where they kind of hold themselves back? I think, so like you mentioned, a lot of times it comes down to, oh, you know, I feel X, Y, and Z. So it's usually, I have such bad bloating or, you know, I'm scared of going to the gym and like doing workouts in the weight section, but I want to be muscular or I, you know, don't feel great with my eating. I'm super sluggish. I never have any energy, but I, you know, I can't change my sleep schedule. I don't get great sleep, but I I can't change my sleep schedule or I don't have time. That is honestly the biggest one. I don't have time. And while realistically, yes, there are certain situations, a working mom, a working like single mom, even if she's not single, good for her. Maybe she doesn't have time for a two hour workout every day, but Betty who goes to school and she works a, you know, she works a job too. You know, those 45 minutes you're spending scrolling through social media in the morning, that's a time where you can be making those changes. And I think it comes down to, you know, the same with like the bloating. Okay. So you're bloating probably because you have a crappy diet, but you quote unquote, you know, you can't change it. You can't give something up because you love it so much. Chances are high. You can give it up. You just have to be willing to make that change. And this kind of goes into the next thing that I think I have preached about so much on my page is choosing your hard. And when it comes down to it, making lifestyle changes, whether that be, you know, cutting out gluten because you're intolerant to it or going to the gym four times a week or, 
you know, any kind of lifestyle change like that is hard. It really, truly is. But what else is hard is being stuck in this crappy feeling and waking up sluggish and bloated and unhappy and being anxiety ridden every day. That's not easy. There's nothing easy about that. It's just as hard. You have to be willing to choose your hard. And, you know, I said it a bunch of times, balance is huge in, you know, these kinds of lifestyle changes and finding balance is also hard, but I'm willing to choose that time and time again, because it, you know, I'm on the other side of it. And it's, I'm at that point where like, I'm so happy and so healthy and you wake up every day and you choose to that hard. You choose to do those difficult things. And at some point they're going to become easy anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when we are all on social media and we can get food delivered to us and we can get liposuction and we can do all these things that try and shortcut what human beings are supposed to do. I think it is really hard sometimes for people to to do the hard thing because they just expect it to always be easy. Even like, you know, I had someone, someone on Instagram, this guy, I forget his name, but he always kind of craps on people when they give training advice and it's not 100% science-based. And one thing he was saying today was about, you know, cold cold immersion therapy. And it just reminded me of like, you know, he was saying there's no studies to back the that that is good for anything really. But it is good for doing the hard things, like training your body to do the hard things because immerging yourself in ice cold water, it's not fun. But the more you do things that are hard for you that that actually even if it's not scientifically based, but if you're getting benefits from it, like the more you're going to want to do those things and kind of train that discipline muscle. Also, something I wanted to talk to you about too, because I know we've talked about this before, was the whole growth versus fixed mindset and how I feel. I've almost always had a growth mindset because of my parents, of how I was raised. And I think it's just interesting to talk about because, you know, like I said, we've talked about this before, like the whole how you're raised, like if impacts who you are today. But do you find, and I don't know if they mentioned this in school, but do you find that the way people's parents talk to them totally impact that? Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much debate in psychology and just in general on, you know, nature versus nurture. And at the end of the day, Almost everybody is going to come back to the idea that it's a little bit of both. That being said, the way you're raised, who raised you, the environment, the things that are said to you, or not even said directly to you, but said around you, the things you witness, like trauma, even if you don't have a traumatic childhood, the the people in your life are absolutely going to affect the way you, you know, view this mindset. And it's funny that you say like, you've always had a growth mindset because that's what your parents kind of instilled in you. Where for me, without giving out too much of my personal life, I most definitely was raised, especially my mother, fixed mindset all the way. And a lot of that comes back to just generational things that have been passed along. And I find too that a fixed mindset, and I want to say Dweck mentions this, and if I'm wrong, don't quote me on it. But it was said somewhere that a fixed mindset typically is going to go along with like perfectionism because, you know, you're you have this idea that you have to be perfect in everything you do. And you read the book, The Mountain Is You. I read the book. We were going to talk about it, too. It's brought up in there as well that perfectionism is self-sabotage because realistically, like there is no way that you are going to be perfect all the time. There's no way you're going to always do everything 
exactly the way you want it, exactly the way society wants you to do it. There's no way for you to be perfect. That's just not a thing in this world. And so when you're striving solely for being this X, Y, and Z version of perfect in whatever way it may be, you're just setting yourself up to fail. And then, like I said, having a fixed mindset, you view that failure as like a shortcoming of who you are and like your own self-worth. And it's just this vicious, vicious cycle of like, I was striving to do X, Y, and Z and I didn't do it perfectly. So no, I'm not going to try again, or I'm not going to give that same effort in trying again, because I already think I'm going to fail. And I think that failure means I'm not good enough. And then it's just like this vicious self-sabotage cycle of where you're just, you're limiting your own potential. That's really what it comes down to. But circling back to what I was saying, it definitely comes from like the way you were raised and, you know, how you spent your time growing up and like what you were taught. Yeah. And I would say if you're wondering if this is you, this would be you if you're growing up, like your parents said, he was born with a gift of running super fast or he was born with it, right? When you're doing sports and stuff, or if you were found that you were afraid to try new things because of that aspect of perfectionism, or if you had a parent that, you know, they would take criticism personal and they would get defensive on it. Actually, I I know I've experienced that a little bit. Those are all examples of a fixed mindset. And then, you know, if you're like, okay, I wonder if I'm more growth mindset. Well, that would be things like, you know, you're seeing, like you said before, challenges are an opportunity to grow and, you know, anything that you can set your mind to, you can achieve. So, I mean, if you notice the latter, then that's definitely a reason to to go and fix it, which I know we're going to talk about book recommendations in a second, but do you have anything you want to add before that? I feel like we should address the ways to shift specifically like growth and fixed mindset, just because the books we're going to talk about are definitely like good ways. But personally for me, you know, some things I started doing and things that in the book by Carol Dweck, her book is called Mindset. Things that she mentions is every time, and you have to first be aware of this whole idea of growth versus fixed mindset, because if you, if you don't know about it, how are you going to recognize, you know, the ways in which you're sabotaging yourself with a fixed mindset So once you know about it and you are like conscious of it, you'll start to notice it in your day-to-day life, which gets a little scary, but that's the best way is being introspective. So the way that worked for me was definitely like stopping myself in the moment when I like recognized those self-sabotaging moments or like those, that fixed mindset moment. For example, a big thing for me growing up was I was always really, really good in school. I was in all my advanced classes. I always got A's. I never had to study because everything came easy to me. And while it wasn't meant to be a bad thing, my family praised me. Oh, she's so smart. Oh, you've always been so good at this X, Y, Z. And then like I got to college and jokes on me, not everything was going to come easy. And I didn't know, you know, how to deal with that. So I started doing, you know, I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to, you know, in these specific terms, like study I didn't know how to deal with that. And I just started viewing, you know, those failures in a way of struggling as being a reflection of myself. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not good at this now. So I'm stupid, et cetera. Like just a cascade of events from there. And what I've noticed was the best way to stop that is in moments where I'm doing something and I'm struggling, whether like, let's say that's in the gym too. So Let's say, you know, I was never good at squatting. I was never good at barbell squatting because I have terrible mobility. And that's what I always told myself. I was like, I can't barbell squat because I have bad mobility and I have, you know, my femurs are long, so I can't squat, whatever it may be. That was like holding me back. And then I started saying, well, like, why, why can't I, you know, why can't I 
get better at it. it you, okay, I'm not great at it. Well, instead of viewing that as like end all be all and I'm never going to be good, let's view it as this is something to work at. And so stopping myself in the moment, like even now, if I go to do something, again, we'll use barbell squats. I'm going to squat and I do it and I'm like, oh, that was really bad. I'm not even that great at this. I stop myself in the moment and I'm like, okay, I'm not great at this squat, but I could be better. And like what ways I can fix that. And it's kind of, it takes some work and it definitely takes effort to consciously stop yourself and rewire the way you're thinking. But that's like a huge, huge thing. And that's a whole other topic. You can go into like neuroplasticity and like how you make those changes in your brain, but stopping yourself in those moments and really redirecting your thoughts my therapist always says, you know, when you say something like, why can't I? Or like, why why can't I have this in life? Or why can't I do this? What if it doesn't work out? You reframe that question and say, well, what if it does? What if I can? And that's like a big thing I, I continuously throw at my clients too. They're like, well, like, what if I'm not good at this? Okay, but what if you are? But what what if you can get better at it? And you just like have to, again, do that rewiring. That was long-winded, but that that's something. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I think with anything, it's just the first thing is becoming aware of it, aware that you're doing it so that you can make the changes. So I think that that was really helpful. In terms of books, so I know you said Mindset by Carol mm-hmm. Dweck, and then I we both really like The Mountain Is You, but Untamed, who is that by? Glennon Doyle. It's a little bit more self-love, self-help kind of book. There's a lot of personal stories and she uses a lot of metaphors, but it was something that was really breakthrough for me just because, you know, in her specific case, like she changed her life and she went from, you know, being, she was like addicted to, she was an alcoholic and had like drug issues and she was in this like terrible marriage. And she like woke up one day and was like, I can't do this anymore. And she basically just changed her entire life. And now she's super, you know, successful and she has a beautiful family and a beautiful life. And, you know, it sounds corny saying it, but it's just like one of those things that was like really eye opening for me. And I don't know, I found it to be great. I don't know if men will love it, but women definitely will. It's really about like taking back that self-love and that power. And I actually have a quote that I wanted to read from it when it comes to the mindset and like making change and creating this change in your life and creating the life you want, it comes down to really trusting yourself. And another thing I want to say it's mentioned in the mountain is you, but like making promises to yourself. And the first, the first thing you really have to do when it comes to trusting yourself is keeping the promises you make. So if you tell yourself you're going to do something, you have to follow through with it. You have to do it because if you're saying like, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to go to the gym four times this week. That's what you keep telling yourself. And you only go two times because you choose not to go those other two. You're letting yourself down. You're telling yourself that you can't trust yourself. And then that's going to like project into the way you live your life. So, you know, people are going to wrong you and you're going to be okay with it because you don't even trust yourself. And okay, long-winded, but this quote from Untamed is she says, self-love means that I have a relationship with myself built on trust and loyalty. I trust myself to have my own back. So my allegiance is to the voice within. And I read that. I literally, I have so many quotes written down, but that one, I was like, ooh, ow, like you are coming from my throat on that. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, we think of self-love and the way it's it's put out there on social media, like, oh, self-love, like I have to love my body and how it looks right now. And, you know, loving myself means 
I just love everything and everything's positive and everything's great. And it's like, no, no, no. Like self-love comes down to trusting yourself and accepting yourself as you are where you are and still being okay with working to be better. But to do any of that again, like to change your mindset to have, and I think to have a growth mindset, you have to trust yourself. And, you know, in, in social media and in life, like we have this very strong push to be with somebody else, whether that's a friend or a partner. And it sounds sad, but at the end of the day, the only person that you are ever guaranteed to have is yourself. So if you don't have that best relationship internally, how are you going to, you know, live your life in the best way possible with anybody else? Yeah, (laughs) that was really awesome. I think that's so true. Just about trusting yourself. I think that that's probably... It's funny you say that because I do tell that to myself often, like, okay, I I trust that I'll get through this, like with business or or with my body and stuff. For example, you know, myself and a lot of people I know when they take a a month off of the gym, it's like, okay, like I'm really bummed out that I'm going to lose muscle, but I trust myself that when I come back, I'm going to get back to it. And like, I trust that what I'm doing right now is going to serve the higher purpose of becoming my best self. And And just having that trust in yourself that you're making the right decision, I think just gives so much peace of mind. And also trusting yourself that you can grow, you know, like you had said, like go grow into that that growth mindset and trust that you're not going to self-sabotage and all of that. So I think that that's really awesome. I like that quote a lot. Yeah, I think it's it's eye opening. Like we said, once you realize and you pick up on things and you're like, oh, my gosh, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my God, I, I have a fixed mindset. Oh, what am I going to do? The first thing you're going to do is panic. I can tell you that right now. Because when I read it, I was like, oh my God, I have a fixed mindset. I can't do anything. And then I was like, oh, but that's my fixed mindset talking. (laughs) And once you realize it and you start to notice it, it's such a pivotal, pivotal moment. And again, trusting yourself and like building that trust with yourself to make life changes is huge. And, you know, we kind of mentioned it with coaching, but for coaching to work, you know, you, myself, Shannon, any other coach out there, we can give you 150% of our effort and give you a a perfect plan. Every single time and time again, we can give you a perfect plan, but it's never going to work out the way you want it to if you aren't the one that makes the change and that has the mindset to make those changes and adhere to the plan and, you know, do what we're saying to do. And I think that's when it really comes down to it. We can't, I wish we could, if I could do all of the work for everybody, every one of our clients, I would do it in a heartbeat because I obviously like want them all to, you know, be successful and reach their goals, but we can't, we can only give them as much as we can in terms of how to reach their goals. And it comes down to like, again, trusting yourself, believing that you can do it and just having that mindset to succeed. Yeah. And that goes with anything. I mean, I have a a business coach. I've, you know, I've worked with like, we both have therapists and stuff like that. And and it's not even just with fitness health coaching. It's with those things too. All right. So I think that this is really helpful. I mean, do you have any last remarks? I don't think so. Because if I think if I say anything, it's going to start another rant. But just, you know, trust yourself. The first step is really recognizing and realizing where you are and being upfront and honest with yourself if you are in a fixed mindset or you're in a growth mindset and then taking steps from there again like being aware of it is where it really starts yeah and like I said you know check out those books as well the mountain is you untamed and mindset and I think that those are also really great starts and when you do read those books don't just blow through them and skim the pages actually take some time to like read and reflect on how it's impacting your life with that being said thank you for listening 
I hopefully we'll get Nina on another podcast and we'll talk about some mindset stuff. If you guys have any suggestions for topics, definitely message one of us. Also, what is your, you want to just say your Instagram really quickly? Yeah, it's going to be Nina K fit and then a little underscore. All right. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching.